0: putting out projects that I enjoy, and then seeing how the audience responds to that. So, and that really, I cannot stress how much that catapulted the business by just giving value without looking for anything in return.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PRA Podcast. I am your host, as always, Sam. And if you're new to this podcast, I started this because I believe in growth through progression and what it can provide for the fulfillment of life. I believe in growing together and achieving our own versions of success. So I provide insight via videos, life lessons, messages, interviews, perspectives, and methods to help transform conformity to visionary. So I'm using these platforms to tell people's stories and figure out just how the progression of improvement assisted in that fulfillment. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, don't forget to favorite the podcast and uh, don't forget to follow me on any social media at smartineziv. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Good vibes and God bless. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode. I really want to thank you guys for listening. In today's episode, Maurice J. Ford and I go into you know everything military, business, and just selling value overall. Um, we talk about why he got into the military, the Navy, mind you, um, and how he was able to strategically form his exit strategy and, and, and form companies like Onyx Dynamics and his nonprofit that he's starting called The Chalice and just Different areas in which you can innovate and kind of work your way around the circumstance that you're put in and still continue to thrive and create opportunities for yourself. And so I'm really excited to present this with you guys. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And don't forget to follow him um, at Maurice J Ford on Instagram. It's M-A-U-R-I-C-E Dot j dot f o r d um and i'm just really excited to give this to you guys and if you guys listen to this please screenshot the episode and put it in your stories and tag me or him just let him know that you're gonna show him some love good vibes guys and enjoy the episode
0: at least we got it you know
1: yeah we got it now we got it we are good to go man so yes i'm doing good how are you brother
0: busy i'm always busy man i'm
1: I've been, see- know, I'm just- I've been seeing that dude. Every single time I try and even like say a comment to you or something, you're like, man, I'm getting on a plane or man, I'm, yeah. like, I'm back from Philly or man, I just got back from here. I'm about to touch down or something like that's crazy. How, how yeah. do you do uh, all the time?
0: I travel a lot, you know, so between my day job, what I like to say is I'm an entrepreneur by night and I'm an HR pro by day. <laughs> right. Uh, because <laughs> my day do- my day job is to work in uh, talent acquisition so I'm scouting across the country for top talent for my company gotcha. and so that gets me pretty busy you know and then also I have Onyx which is my business so uh, that gets me traveling to certain conferences and stuff like that too so yeah I say busy I'm always flying I hate it actually because I have a family you know my little one I'm I love being home, but it's good to travel.
1: Yeah, no, I, I and I noticed that too because I was looking, I was looking into more of like kind of what you do and who you are and stuff like that. And I did notice, you know, you have a, a wife and a kid, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. How How long have you been married? How old is your How old is your son? Correct.
0: Yep, my son. So yeah, I've been married for oh gosh, she's gonna kill me uh, <laughs> since 2016. So yeah, going on three years married. Um, my son, he's two years old. His name is Michael. He's just a, a bundle of joy, man. It's great being being a family man is much more rewarding than anything I've ever done.
1: So yeah, how
0: about you? I know, I know, you just got married. Congratulations! Thank you. That's incredible.
1: Yes, congratulations to you as well. But yeah, man, I just got married um, in Florida um, in July, and so it was very. Yeah. I don't honestly, man. I don't even know how we managed to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. We were there for about two weeks, and um, it was probably the happiest, just most like you know, blissful experience I probably could have ever imagined. It was absolutely insane, and I, I was yeah, able to
0: sure.
1: yeah, I was able to have both my kids out there, which was absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I want to dive into I, what I wanted to dive into with this with this podcast is. Your, your businesses, your um, Onyx Dynamics, I believe, right? And then non um, yep. nonprofit that you're wanting, that you're trying to start now, right, which is The Chalice. Yeah. Um, and yep. so I definitely want to touch on those. I definitely want to get more of a gist of kind of who you are and, and, and tell the listeners kind of who you are and introduce them as well because this whole podcast, For sure. um, it, it, the reason why I did it is to create more exposure to people's stories um, so they can find their own version of self-awareness, so they can start to really kind of dig deeper and figure out how they can go about doing the things that they've always thought they could do. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And you're definitely, you know, um, uh, a testament to exactly what I want, what I'm wanting this podcast to kind of reflect. So that's why I wanted to like, get you on here. And, um, I wanted to get more information as far as like more about you. Cause I know that when we had had, had talked uh, the first time you were talking about how you had moved, Um, I believe, uh, from Wisconsin, you started in Wisconsin and then you moved to Seattle. Um, I think for the military, if that's correct, um, you ended up coming over here, um, after I think, uh, Sandia Labs, I guess, recruited you or something. Um, so I'm really just curious to know kind of more about that. So Wisconsin, um, how did you get started into the military? I know that you had said in one of your posts, you started because you wanted, um, to deal with, uh, peace and, um. What was it? It was, uh, I had it written, uh Peace and Freedom. And then you ended up figuring out that there's not too much peace and freedom for yourself. So I'm very interested. Yeah. How did you start into the military in, in, in Wisconsin? And how did that, how did your story begin?
0: Yeah. So when I grew up in Wisconsin, I, I had a, my mom was a single mom. And she always instilled in me and my sister, hey, you need to be better than me. Right. And so she always said, my job is to go to work. And your job is to go to school. And I did terrible in high school, Like right? I didn't care about it. And um, so when I went to community college, I was failing. I dropped out after two semesters, and I went home, and I told my mom that I, I just dropped out, and she's like, well, you can't be in my house. And so I was faced with an ultimatum. Do I go back to school, or do I do something else? So joining the military was me actually running away from my problems, you know? I just thought maybe if i do it i'll just escape everything and my life will be great i put zero thought into joining the navy zero thought i didn't even realize that i would be on a ship until six months in when they told me hey you're going on an aircraft carrier in like three days good luck and i i was stunned so at 19 years old college dropout they flew me to florida where i did some training and then eventually they flew me to Washington, where I would spend the next seven years aboard an aircraft carrier. Um, yeah, in the military, it started off great. You know, I was single, traveling the world, doing all these great things. Uh, but then I realized how trapped I was. I, I couldn't. The military was great, and it's great for some people. But for me, I I knew that I didn't want to do that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I needed to start plotting my exit strategy. You see so many people join the military, they get out of the military, and they're struggling, and they can't find jobs. And I knew that wasn't going to be me. So I crafted this strategy of how do I land a career, a career in a sense. And so I went on LinkedIn, I viewed hundreds of profiles. And I saw what other people did. So I was like, oh, they have a bachelor's degree. They did volunteering. So I just started doing those things. I was like, the road is already paved. Let me just follow that road. So I started doing all these things. I went back to school, graduated, got certified in my profession, started volunteering. And then around year four, I knew I was ready. I said, you know, I'm ready to get out of the military. But I was scared because my supervisors told me, This is the best place for you. You'll never see anything like this in the real world. And so Mm -hmm. I got scared. I got spooked. So from year four to seven, I was hating my life because I knew I should have gotten out and that they were trapping me and brainwashing me to believe that this was my limit. And I knew that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so year five in the military is when I actually discovered Onyx. So me and my friend that I met in the military, we were out shooting. We used to target shoot all the time. And I know I'm, this is a longer story. And it just became so expensive out in the woods, just shooting, shooting, shooting. So the idea was, how do we shoot for free? We get sponsored by ammo company, obviously. So mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to get sponsored by ammo company. And so I thought, what if we created a brand? sponsored ourselves, and then other businesses will want to sponsor us. That's what I thought didn't yeah. end up working. <laughs> and so in building this fake brand called Pacific Northwest Tactical, um, people started to catch on. They were like, this is an awesome brand. They're buying my shirts. They're they're buying my patches. And then I realized this could be something. So Onyx came out of nowhere, just a complete fluke that was just started off as a side thing. And then once I put in some effort into it, it just evolved. And so after six months of Pacific Northwest Tactical, I told my partner, I said, hey, I want to do this seriously. I want to do the real deal. Like I want to license things. I want to trademark, do the whole thing. I want to rebrand it so that it's, um, it's not limited to the Pacific Northwest because I knew that we wouldn't be there forever. And he told me it's way too much money to start up. I'm out. And I was like, well, I'm in. So <laughs> I'm all in. Re- re-bra- yeah. Rebranded and started. And this was back in the end of 2017. And, and I have to get on this real quick. And I know I'm talking a lot, but I have to get on this. I know that you follow Gary V. I see you repost some of this stuff. Before, when I was starting my business, I was selling some shirts, but I wasn't making anything. Like I'm, Making $20 a month just pushing five shirts. You know, I'm not making anything. Yeah. I started following Gary Vee, and I consider myself a self aware person. And something told me to pick up his book, Crushing It. Crushing It came out in January of last year. And before that, I hadn't read any books at all. I just, I'm not a reader. I just, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But something told me, the way that he talks, the way that he sells things without selling things it's genius. So I said, let me pick up this book. And it, out of page, I think it was around page six or seven in the book, he has a line in there that, that says, if you've been making excuses, you will be exposed. And when I read that, I was like, what have I been, you know, I've just been making all these excuses why I wasn't selling, why I wasn't getting the engagement, why I wasn't getting this these followers that everybody cares about. And then I re, like I retooled my strategy to sell things without selling. So if you look at my post, there is no call to action. There is no, hey, come buy this. It's just me putting out projects that I enjoy and then seeing how the audience responds to that. So And that really, I cannot stress how much that catapulted the business by just adding, Giving value without looking for anything in return—it changed my life. So, oh my gosh, where am I getting? So, <laughs> the business is growing, my exit strategy is in place, and then Sandia calls. Sandia Labs calls. They said, "Hey, do you want to come out to Albuquerque for an interview?" So I said, "Sure." I'm flying over New Mexico, and I think, absolutely not. I will never live here. There's no way I'm going to do this. Um, yeah, I think. I think but the money people- talks.
1: I think the people who actually know where Albuquerque is, um, when they get here, they're kind of like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. I mean? You know, it it, it was cool though. you know, when they flew me in, they really gave me a, like a warm welcome. They took me out. Had, we had some green chili. Green chili was too hot for me to handle when I first got here, you know. But I just, it really came down to the money. I'm not going to – I'm being honest. They offered me an amount that I couldn't say no to, mm. and which ended up working out. Usually, I wouldn't make decisions like that today, uh, but I was very fortunate. And now here I am.
1: Yeah, so uh, to touch on that part of it, um, when going in and making a decision – because that's one of the things that, that, I'm, that I'm kind of the same way with. I don't like to make decisions just based as money being the selling point, being that ultimate. Yep exciting factor was there anything that was also kind of propelling you to really take the opportunity other than just the money was there like a schedule um kind of flexibility or was there like at least a little more freedom than you were used to or something or oh can you not hear me all right good (laughs) to go go. yeah um oh yeah no so so i'm i'm kind of the same way and i um I hate making decisions based on money. So was there any other type of like, was there any other thing that was kind of perpetuating you to take the opportunity? Like, was there just something in your gut saying like, yeah. it, or something like that? Like.
0: Yeah. So when my wife and I decided that we're going to move, we knew that we weren't going to stay in Washington. Um, it was going to be Southern California. That was our desk, our destination. But when it came to what's the best for the next phase in our life, it was, okay, how do we plan for the future? And how do we increase our happiness right now? And we actually have a family out here. Well, she has family out here. So Uh, being able to reconnect. Is she from here? Yes, she is. Okay. Yeah. So being able to reconnect with family um, because we were in the military for so long you just lose, lose those connections. So that was definitely a selling point was just reconnecting with family. It's so important.
1: Nice, man. Yeah, no, I, I always like, I, I always like to make it a point with that too, because with the whole money thing, I know that a lot of people do that. And there's no other, um, there's no other foundational pieces to why they're doing it. It's just the money. And then what happens, what I've seen is just normally, cause it's happened to me too, is like you take it for the money and then all of a sudden you get burnt out. And you just get in a much worse position. But if there's family, yep. if there's like a support system, that changes things and it makes it a little bit easier to to kind of transition into something that's unknown. Because at least you have like somebody there that's familiar. You know, you have you have kind of like that rapport you built with some people, even though the connection might be a little lost. At least it's not like you're going into nothing with just a bunch of money and no time and yeah. no. You know what I mean? So it's it's good that you guys yep. kind of like weighed those pros and cons because I feel like a lot of people they get very. Um, Especially with the um, with like the all of the struggles that you had faced early on, a lot of people get become very impulsive. They're just like, "Man, this didn't work, so I'm gonna just gonna whatever, f it, like forget this." You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's yeah, a, you
0: can't. Yep.
1: Um, and so um, and so, you know, a couple things, kind of like to unpack with like your whole military experience, and then we'll dive deeper into the company and, and kind of your business and stuff. Um, the profession aspect, so. What were you specifically doing in the military, and 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 what did you kind of did you carry any of the stuff that you had learned that you were doing like as a job into now? Like, is that did it transition, or or is 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 it something totally different now? You're totally passionate about like something else. Um, like, how did you find that niche? Um, yep, kind of start everything.
0: Yeah. So early on, I was actually assembling bombs in the military. So wow. I always. <laughs> yeah yeah I always had a fascination like a, I was always interested by weapons, um, even though I was scared of them. growing up, I hated them, but I was always intrigued by them. So when I joined the military, I went right head in on this uh, in this new field and what I learned from being in that role is you work with a lot of aggressive people who are You know, when you work in a profession that requires you to work with weapons or any type of thing like that, you naturally build this hardness. You have to be uh, mentally and physically tough. And what I noticed was a lot of people being mistreated. And I've always found myself an advocate in the workplace. So if I see someone being treated horribly, I'm going to be the one that steps in and says, no, this isn't right. And it doesn't matter. I never cared about how high someone was ranked. I would always call something as it is. And when I realized this is what I want to do is help other people, I had to figure out, is there a profession that does this? And I didn't think there was anything. I legitimately thought I was going to stay with weapons for the rest of my life. Um, But I had some great mentors when I was in the military, and they said, what about this? hr thing. and i'm like what's hr and sure enough that just led me to human resources on a bigger scale so then year four i reclassified as a personnel specialist so i just managed files did recruiting didn't really help people at all um, but i got more exposure to the admin side mm. um, so it just made the transition seamless now do i have anything Directly transferable? Not so much. Not so much. I I was happy to escape. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to say too many too many bad things.
1: Yeah. No. I I got you. And and I just want to thank you for your service too. I wanted to make a point to, to say that as well, just because like even if it was kind of a time that was a little weird and and a little unknown and kind of uncomfortable yeah. and stuff, you know, I just I really have to thank you for at least putting that service in um, because I. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I cannot, and the Navy at that, like, that's insane to me. I, I, I can't even imagine, dude. Yeah. That's one of the, that's one of the yeah. things for myself, man. They're like, like, I don't know if I could ever just go into the military. I could not do it. I couldn't.
0: Yeah. But, you know, when you join, you no longer have any rights. Like you are property of the government. So whatever they say, that's what you're going to do. And you get in that mindset of, it doesn't matter what I want to do personally. It doesn't matter about my goals. It's what do they want? And you like, when it comes down to being on deployment, like I deployed in 2013 for nine months at sea, there's nothing that I can do about it. You just have to do it and adapt and, you know, do what you can. So it's, it was brutal, but if you're someone who can adapt well, it's easy. Like it's, yeah. I could have easily done it for twenty years or retired. I just knew I was capable of more, so I didn't.
1: Yeah, and more in a different realm too. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think, I think yeah. it, it's for a it's for a certain realm of people and they're don't get me wrong, there's people who are phenomenal at being a soldier, at being like yep. whatever they whatever they are in the military and they love it. You know what I mean? And there's those those really good, dedicated people, but for some it's almost like real life, like, like, uh, some people in real life feel like they can't be themselves. Like they can't do what they want. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, you know what I mean? And it's almost like a, just a different version of that, but it's definitely more intense. Um, to yeah. sit, you know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, one thing, okay. So, so we'll kind of dive into, um, everything now. And one thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, uh, and this is mostly because I saw your post, uh, do you feel more free and at peace now
0: oh i cannot words can't even describe it because when, we, when i was on the ship they called it cell block 68 i was on this aircraft query number 68 right I literally, I literally
1: wrote down on my piece of paper prison right
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. Oh, it, but you know man like it was it was terrible man i hated it i hated it because i didn't want to conform I knew like, and when you know that once you become self-aware, like, Hey, I can be something so much greater than this and you're stuck. It's the worst feeling in the world. So I spent years trying to just focus on other things, which was great about the business because my days really started after I left. So when I got off work, I could actually be myself and focus on myself. And then the day that I got out, I couldn't even, I was just, I didn't even know what to do like I didn't have to put my uniform back on I didn't have to (laughs) shave anymore I didn't have to get you know cussed at you know all the time it was just I mean I can't every single day I just think I, I believe in God so I thank God every single day man that I I don't have to be there anymore so it's Yes, way more free and way, way more peaceful, I can say that.: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, like, it's like it gave you like that newfound form of gratitude that you can just carry with you every single day, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, yeah I'm sure you know, you know, having your son and experiencing like this whole side of things, you're just like, dude, my goodness, like life is just total 180 right now. like it's insane. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's,
0: yeah, I mean, because if you look at people who serve, it doesn't matter which branch. The people who suffer the most are the ones that have dependence, are the ones that are missing all that time with their family. And for me, my son was very young. He was one one year old when I got out. So it was like, I got to see everything. I didn't miss anything. And just looking at him growing, if I would have had to have missed any moment with him, I would have been devastated. I probably, you know, I don't know what that would have done to me. Um, but I'm just glad to be here. I'm very grateful.
1: No, that's awesome. And I'm glad that we kind of touched on this too, because I do feel like there are people out there who escape their problems by going into the military. And I think that it's something that, cause I know, I know a few people who have kind of done that, but they leave their families high and dry and yep. they leave nobody. They, they basically say, all right, I'm taking off because I can't handle my shit and I need you to help take care of my kid." Or I need you to help, you know, sustain my family while I'm gone, please. And it's just like, that's a huge burden on anybody. And that's a huge, that's a huge just undertaking for anybody. Um, and, and I, I always, I'm a big advocate for, you can't run away from your problems. I do feel like you need to escape certain elements to really solve the problem, but you cannot just escape it through like going something like that. And I think that a lot of people just get like a rude awakening because they think that life is going to get better once that happens. And,
0: and then being yeah.
1: harder. And then the transition back is a lot harder as well. Especially if you don't have a growth yeah. mindset kind of like you. And if you're not one of those people who just is lighting that fire under their ass saying, like, I can do more, I can do more. Because I feel like a lot of yep. people get complacent probably when they get out of the military and they're like, Man, I don't have to shave. Uh nobody's gonna talk shit. Uh, and I'm single and uh I don't gotta do nothing. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. that's a fast track to nothingness, and that's a fast track yeah you know a shitty life uh, if you keep continuing yeah. that. so I, I'm glad we touched on that but I really want to dive into um, your more into Onyx Dynamics and I want to get more of a feel for exactly kind of what that is because I saw a little bit of it and I know that there's um, I don't even know what to call them what do you what do you call those things patches, patches. yeah those yeah. are cool man so yeah. uh, explain more a little bit about that and just the concept behind um, Onyx Dynamics I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, Kind of get the lowdown of what it is and and, and what it's for and all that stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I've always been into graphic design. I've always liked drawing and creating. I've always been in that kind of mode. Um, So when, like I said earlier, when I started Pacific Northwest Tactical, the original name, all I did was design shirts. Mm -hmm. And for when it came down to Onyx, I had yet to make patches like how I stumbled upon patches was an amazing story because I went to get them made because a lot of people in this industry, the gun community, particularly they collected patches. So I knew I needed patches for my business. I just wanted to make a logo. Mm -hmm. And so I looked into getting some made and I got a quote from a company that was charging like $3 a patch. And I thought that's a lot of money because if I'm going to buy a hundred or two hundred, and I'm not making any money. This is gonna cost me a lot. And $300 was, mm-hmm. you know, $500 is a lot of money to me upfront.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then I thought, you no, know, how, how can I do this myself? Looked into it, then I realized I can get that price point. I won't say how much, but a lot lower than what I was quoted. Mm-hmm. And so, after reading, oh my goodness, I cannot praise Gary V enough. <laughs> after reading Crushing It, after reading Crushing It, I thought. How do I combine this patches and growing my business exponentially? And I came up with a subscription model where every single month subscribers are gonna get a new patch. And it's a very niche community, but taking care of the community that built you up, it will always do you better in the end. So mm-hmm. When I was growing and people were like, do you really want to be working with the gun community, especially with all of the things that are surrounding, especially politics and all that? I was like, absolutely. They're the ones that supported me when I had no following, when I was making no money. Mm-hmm. So I felt an obligation to give back to that community. So I started this subscription and just followed trends. So in my now we're talking sales strategy for a moment. So I real, would look at what video...
1: So real quick, um, what, who were the subscribers initially? Like, was it just people yeah. new, um, that you would talk to about it or was it, um, like, like new, just like clients that you were getting that you were kind of, yeah. or was
0: it? So I, I have to prefix this by saying in the beginning, 99% of my subscribers in business was Instagram. I learned Instagram strategy early on, um. And so, of course, with any business, your friends and family support you for like two days, and then you have to rely on real business. like, no, that's just real. I'm just just saying like, because people, they start these brands, and then they get all this business in the beginning, and they think that they're amazing, and then when their friends and family stop supporting them, that's when you figure out who you really are in your business. And um, so, yeah, it was friends and family at first. I had like... Ten or 12 subscribers not a lot but I still keep kept pushing and uh, just growing my Instagram and we can get into Instagram strategy because once I figured out how to grow my Instagram it was all just people in my niche everybody just coming from Instagram so yeah my subscribers are ninety ninety five 95% Instagram
1: nice dude nice um yeah hell yeah no, I just like to ask that question, just because a lot of people that listen, um, they, they either are starting up a business or they want to start up a business or they haven't even come up with the concept yet. So I like to, I like to just cover all bases that way in case they're like, well, how the hell do I get a new subscriber? It's like, well, I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and, and the,
0: and when when I help people build business, so I help other people who are trying to start their little thing too. The reality is, it's going to suck in the beginning. It doesn't matter what business you start. For six months when I first started Onyx, or Pacific Northwest Tactical, I wasn't making, like I said, I wasn't making any money. I was just kept putting out content, kept putting out, even if I was losing money, I was still putting it out, just because, and just being patient, being patient, being patient. I wanted to quit like 10 times because I was like, I'm wasting money, I'm wasting money. I'm paying for this Shopify subscription that costs me $30 a month and I'm still losing money. Why, why am I doing this? Clearly people don't, they're not catching on. And once I tra- change that strategy to offering value without looking, at anything, without looking for anything in return, with, when I took away the call to action, mm. woo, it just like shot up and it, it's been great. So yeah, for anybody who's just starting, you just have to be willing to be patient and consistent. If you can do those things, you'll be all right.
1: Hell yeah, dude. No, I I definitely agree with that too. And I think I think a lot of the I think a lot of it too has to do with the intent behind it. I think a lot of people have this intention that they're gonna be millionaires or that they're gonna be famous or that they're gonna be this huge influence, they're gonna be the next Gary Vee, um, off yep. of this one post, you know what I mean? And and then they start That's- to get burnt out because the reason why they're doing it isn't too solid. Like they're not doing it for their own. Oh, this is who I am. This is my self-awareness. This is like just basically me getting myself out to the world and marketing it in different ways. They're like forcing different things to happen. And I feel like when it is forced, that's manipulation. And when, when, when anything is manipulated, there's no truth, there's no love. There's, there's nothing back to you.
0: It's because people just want money, right? A lot of people who are starting businesses, they're like, how do I get money right now? How, they're in it for the short game. They don't care about five years from now. They're like, I want to make $5,000 this month. And, but you're not willing to put in $5,000 a month work, so you're not going to get that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just every time I see one of my friends or people online, they start a business, and then five months later it shuts down. I'm like, yeah, because you gave up, and that's just the truth. Like You just got to stay with it
1: that's exactly it man and that's and that's why like that's why like I started what I'm doing um last year you know what I mean because I was I got so tired of just like having all this information stuck inside my own head and I'm just like I don't <laughs> like I don't even care about necessarily making money yeah we all want to make money we all want to be successful we all have our own versions of that but when it came down to it, it was more like, I just want to feel like, like normalized in a community that I can call like people, my friends, or that I can call people yeah. like, like other, other, you know, people that I know that I've created. And I never had that, like that, that network of people, um, to really yeah. refer to and ask questions or get mentorship or whatever. Cause those are the important things, you know, if you surround yourself with, with people who, who you want to be like, you're going to, you're going to grow. Um, and that's, that's, yeah that's what I think people, they're too afraid to do that. They're too afraid to get uncomfortable to the point where they reach out or to the point where they start that thing. So then they just get very intimidated and then they don't do it at all. And then they stop. You know what I mean? Yo, uh, I don't, this is the weirdest interview ever. My phone literally died, bro. Like my phone, it's at 70%. It just turned back on. I was like, where did he go? Oh, God, going on and on and then i noticed like you weren't moving and i was like um let me stop and pause this and then uh yeah and then two two seconds later bro my phone pops on and it's like samsung
0: <laughs> i'm like what yeah yeah i was like what happened yeah
1: this has been the this has been the most the most eventful uh interview i think i've ever had
0: <laughs> that's all right yeah we'll get it we'll get there hey it's,
1: uh, hey, it's all part of it though so that's what's up yeah Okay, cool. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> so I really love the con- the concept though, of, of Onyx Dynamics. Um, and I love that subscription model um, because I feel like a lot of people, they, they want to get paid per product or they want to like, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they want to make that grand scale. Um, but I do think that building that community first is so important, like building a foundational piece of what you can call like your subscribers or the people who follow you or the people who just genuinely care about you and the message you're putting out, I think that that's like the best way to go. And I think that people forget that it's one by one. Like I, I feel like, oh, now now I'm getting calls. Now I'm getting calls. Jesus Christ! All right, so um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I think that people just get no, married. but
0: hey, but when you talk when you talk about when you talk about community, I think that's why it's so important what you're doing with the PRA network. When you have a place where everybody can come together and share ideas and you can take the strength away from each person so if you have someone who's great at podcasting great social media great sales, you know you bring it all together and you can help one another out uh i think that's really special man that's why i wish you nothing but the best with that
1: no i really appreciate that man i really do because nobody 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 told me about none of this nobody is like you know what i mean it's all just been kind of like my own intuition, being like, you know what? I don't know anybody. I I know I know when I started this whole thing, I knew zero people. Like all I knew was Gary v said you can download this app and you can start a podcast, and I was like, oh really? Like you can do that yeah. shit. So then I started just recording my daily thoughts, just everything that I would think, dude. And, and all of a sudden, I was like, I can't be the only one who like does this. And I was like, well, how do I get interviews? So then I started just reaching out to people. Hey. I really like your stuff. And it's just one by one. And I think, I think like that's going to be like the main thing that I, that, that I am so passionate about what I'm doing is it's going to be hand picked like people that I'm literally speaking with face to face, one person at a time. Like, And if that yep. takes, that takes seven years, 10 years to grow, who cares? But what is that? What is the network going to look like yep. in 10 years? However many yep. people I talk to and however many relationships I build, that's the stronger it gets. And so that's what like that's kind of the whole basis for that i just want to help people even if even if money and success as far as what other people feel like it is isn't what you feel like it is i want you to still feel normalized and know that you have somewhere that that you belong you know what i mean i'm um, yeah
0: and i and just to touch on the money thing you will make the most money when you're not trying to make money like <laughs> when you, i'm so serious man like you'll you're going to start this network and opportunities are just going to come without you even expecting it. And that's when I'm not saying that you're going to make a billion dollars <laughs> or anything like that, but I'm just saying when, when you stop thinking about the money, you start, start thinking about the value and what you're passionate about and just focusing on that, everything else happens. And I always tell that with, when it comes to Instagram too, because people are like, Oh, how'd you get all these followers? Like not caring about the followers. That's how I got followers, you know? Like, not caring about the money. That's how I got money. So it's just, I think you have the right mindset to make this thing grow, which is important.
1: Oh yeah, man. And I'm, and I'm very extremely just happy and privileged and and honored to have you be a part of it too, man. From, from the ground up, you know what I mean? Like you're one of the, you're basically one of the, you were the first person I think to request an invite to the group, which is absolutely amazing. And I cannot thank you (laughs) enough to just even for the support, you know what I mean? Um, yep. And so let's talk about and let's dive a little bit into your um, nonprofit that you're trying to help with, right? Is it your company or are you helping somebody else or it's like a tag team thing?
0: Yeah. So, so the challenge was something that was just dropped in my lap, basically. So I um, am a part of the New Mexico United fan group page and I kind of see what they're doing and, I'm connecting with all the fans and things like that. And so I've actually made a patch for New Mexico United.
1: Oh, and
0: snap. I, but wait, but wait. So I, I gave out 300 for free. Why? Just because I just, I knew people here in Albuquerque didn't know who I was. So I was like, let me just give this out and people will start to know who I am. And it'll help the business, you know, whatever. I'll take the loss. So I was giving it out, and then United contacted me. And they said, hey, would you like to sell your patches in our store? And I said, Psh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I go in there for a meeting, and then they shut me down. They say, hey, you can't do this. Our, uh, you know, our logo is trademarked. We don't want you, even if you're giving it, a lot, giving it out, we don't want you to do it. So then I shared that story in the fan group page. And so fans, yeah, fans started reaching out and saying like, oh, that happened to me, that happened to me, that happened to me. We really love what you're doing. We love the patches. And we should start a fan group page just to support local artists. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I know a little bit I can help out if need be. And what I found was most people who wanted to start a new group, they didn't want to put their face on it because they were scared of why are they <laughs> starting a new group, you know? So yeah. I was like, Hey, I'll be, you know, I'll leave that charge. And um, so in the beginning, it was just about starting another fan group, but then we started getting questions. How is your fan group different from the other fan group that currently exists, the curse? And I didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't know. It's the same <laughs> thing. Yes. <I guess." laughs> and so then I, I started thinking about how, you know, how do I make it impactful? Now that I have this group of people who immediately want to start something new. So I pitched them the idea. I said, well, what if we made this a nonprofit? What if the money that we took away, we gave to underserved kids to participate in sports? And I just threw it out there because I didn't, I don't know, you know, people are really hesitant to donate and yeah. um, they're like, Oh yeah, that's an awesome idea. So and here we are. Still in its infancy, I, you know, still establishing the board members have held several meetings, uh, but that's just our mission is to raise funds to help the youth out. So, yeah, that's the chalice is still brand new, but, you know, we're growing.
1: That's what's up, man. That That's awesome. And I, and I love that. I, I love the. Like the the intention behind that. I love that it's it's literally for a good cause. It, it's not for. And I love love the response more than anything. Like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> actually, huh? Guess we're the same. Yeah. Uh-
0: <laughs> you, hey, hey, you don't know until someone calls you out on uh, it. Like, oh, I guess yeah. I guess so. I guess I got to do something different. You know, it's it's one of those things where in business and entrepreneurship, the more you do it, the more you pick up on skills. So when it came like, time to start this nonprofit, I was like, oh, man, I've been building this brand for two years now. Like, I, all the things I learned about building my own brand, I can help the chalice build and get off the ground, and it's been seamless, you know? Mm-hmm. And with entrepreneurship, it's very difficult for most people, and I really believe that most people aren't built for it, because you have to do everything. Like, you are mm-hmm. the social media, you're the logistics, you're the sales, you're the mar- you're everything when it comes to, like, a business and so like i've self-taught photography and all this other stuff and so when it came down to the chalice like i i can help whatever you need i can help so it's just it's just one of those things
1: hell yeah man and it goes it goes back to what you were saying earlier it's just you're always busy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you're always you know, busy.
0: So, and, and the thing the thing is like i i just have a vision man like i, I I don't know how to explain it i it's It's not something that I just crafted. I' have always knew since early on that I was capable of more. I just didn't know what that looked like, and mm-hmm. my vision is always evolving, you know what I mean, so it's like once I reach something, I'm like, "All right, what's the next thing? and that's like my goal it's like it's same thing with college, man. so I was the first one in my family to graduate from college, and when I got my bachelor's degree, I'm walking across the stage, I'm all happy, like, yeah, I did it. It's, and I held my degree up high. And then once I put my arm down, the first thought I had was I could do more. And it's a scary feeling. Yeah. Like when you're like, I don't know what's next, but I know I can do more. And that's just kind of how I treat business. Like even Instagram growth, for example. In the beginning, I had like 200 followers. And I'm like, how do I get to 500? And then how do I get to 1,000? I cared so much about it. Yeah. And then I had a an influencer who really helped me out. And he's like, don't, don't care. He's like, don't pay attention to the followers because you're going to get caught in this numbers game. And then yes, I stop yeah. and it's growing. And it's just, it's just one of those things where I, I once I'm like set on it and I can see a clear vision, like I'm, I'm like full diving head in. And I think where people make the biggest mistake is they want to go from a cashier at Walmart to the executive of, you know, Sony, right? Yep. And you could do that, but it's not about getting from where you are to the final destinations, all those incremental steps in between. So like when I help people plan, it's like, yeah, you might not be able to get a executive, but you could be an assistant somewhere. You could be an intern somewhere and you just start making those small. And it's the same thing in business. It's like, what can I do right now? And and that's how I treat every single day is if you should be able to wake up and answer. What am I going to do today to reach my goal? And that's how I, you know, that's just how I move. And so, if I'm not working towards something, I get anxious. I don't even know. I don't even. I get, (laughs) I get scared, you know. Yeah,
1: I I almost like get. Yeah, I almost like get an anxiety attack if I have nothing to do that day because I'm like, this isn't right. Like, this isn't right. I can't just have a day where there's nothing going on. Something. This something's weird. Something's off. What? Did something happen today? Did I miss a meteor or some shit? Like, is there something going
0: down? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. No, that's so real, though, because, like, I I just can't do it. And even on, like, my days off where I'm spending time with family and, like, say we go to the Blue Hole and we're out there swimming, I have, like, hour on my phone. Just how can I make some more connections? How can I land a new deal? Like, let me just make sure I'm involved. It's just because I need I need that kind of attention.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that, too. And I love what you said about, like, not playing the numbers game as well, because that's a big thing. I know that, um, uh, I don't know if you know PewDiePie, the YouTuber. Um, can you hear me still? Yep. Okay, cool. (laughs) I don't know if you know PewDiePie, the YouTuber, but he just, he just was the first one to hit over a hundred million. Um, the first creator ever to hit over like 1 million subscribers on YouTube, 100 million subscribers on YouTube. I was kind of freaking out about that. Um, but he was talking about that too. And he was talking about how, when you get to a certain point, it becomes like this numbers game. And that's all you start to think about. And he's like, it got to a point where I just had to stop caring. Like I had to stop caring. I had to stop fucking paying attention to them. And he's like, the moment that I did that, yep. everything sort of like skyrocketed. Do you like everything was just like, boom. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that, yeah. I think that when you're not focused on the numbers, you're more focused on the innovation. Um, and it doesn't pull any focus away yeah. from that. So you, you have the, those, those moments where instead of focusing on how, any, how to get more any followers, you should start to focus on like, how can I create like a better message or how can I have it resonate with or create yeah. more value or something like that? And like you said, the small adjustments, and I talk about this a lot too, like the smallest adjustments make the biggest impact, but we don't see them right away. Like, you know, you're, you're yeah. not going to see one round of going to the gym. The next day, like you're gonna, it's gonna take a progressive, steadily, you know, progress, like it, it's progressively gonna take a bunch of work um, for you to get to that point. And like, like you said, you know, going from, you know, Walmart to executive and president or, or, or whatever, like it's just, there's so many levels in between that you might not even want that at, when you get to a certain point. You yep. might, you might come over yep. here and you might be like, wow, I like this over here. So I'm gonna go this way instead. Yeah. And it's, it's like really, it's realistically like just who you become on that journey that ultimately dictates like where you're going to go um because we always have like you know yeah we always have like these visions of what we want and then when it starts to play out you take another opportunity and you're like wow this is way better than i thought
0: (laughs) yeah and the the thing and i love that you say that about taking opportunities because there's been so many times where i've been just terrified like if if i do this i'm going to fail right every a lot of people are scared scared of failure and and on some level i am too um, but I noticed every time that I'm scared of failing, like if I push through it, it always works. I, I cannot stress that enough. So even like right now I'm in my store. If you would have told me that this online t-shirt shop that I've had for a year would lead me to be in the store, I'd be like, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. I had no, this was not even a concept to me. And when you, like you said it, and I'm glad that we're talking about the numbers thing because a lot of people care about it. I get a lot of people who DM me like, how'd you get to 10,000? How'd you get to 5,000? I don't know. You know, I just, well, I do know. I do, you Yeah. Know, this is the, I do know. Because like, when I started, I was doing everything on my phone. I was taking pictures of all my products and all that stuff. I realized people connect more with professional looking photos. All right, let me buy a new camera. That's in <laughs> a DSLR. No, I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. I spent like three grand on a camera that I don't even use to its full capacity just so I could take good pictures, Uh, watch a bunch of YouTube videos on Photoshop, and started putting out high-quality photo, you know, photos. And then people started more likes, more comments, more followers, still not having to call to action. And I think it's really important for anybody who's getting into sales. If you can, if you watch Gary Vee, he's selling everything without selling anything. Like, it's mm-hmm. brilliant. Like, <laughs> he's putting out all this content, and he'll be like, oh, here's my new shoes. You're going to have to buy them. But if you want to buy them, sure. Like, I'm like, I just don't understand how he's doing it. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I mimic that style of my business. Because if you give up this impression and genuinely mean it, you give value, and you're like, hey, this is why i learned. Here you go. Enjoy. People will always pay you back. So yeah. you'll be all right. So yeah, it's just been, I, I just don't like when people like, are, how do I get more, how do I get more uh, contracts? How do I improve my sale by just doing something that you're passionate about? Because if you start trying to do a thing where you're selling, 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 but you don't care about what you're selling, you're going to be miserable. I, I guarantee
1: you. I, yeah. No, like, I, I agree. It's with
0: just you. amazing. And I also
1: wanna go ahead. Oh no no I was gonna say sorry about that man.
0: Alright.
1: <laughs> sorry about yeah. that. Jesus, Jesus. Um no so uh no I was good. Saying, well, what were you gonna say? I, I, I was literally saying um I, I agree with that because I've done it. I, I've sold a bunch of stuff that like I wasn't passionate about, you know, glasses, um fucking knives. Um like you yeah, know I'm, what I'm saying? Like it's just, but you have to like In order to be passionate about it, if you have to sit there and force things to like that you are gonna have to like be like, okay, I use this in my life, so that way I can be passionate when I sell it. Like when you (laughs) do that shit, it's so hard and you get burnt out way too quickly. When it's something that you're passionate about, it's always value because you care about it. Like you care about it because it works for you. So you're passionate because you're giving value that you know it's a hundred percent going to work for someone, whether it might not be you, but it might be somebody. And as long as your perspective yeah. is out there with the right intent, I feel like it's all going to like truth cream always rises to the top, you know? So like the truth will always kind of like show and the ones who sell yep. with integrity are the ones that you see on the forefront kind of making things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think really need to get through the, the fear aspect of it. Because I think that's why a lot of people just don't even start. Like you said, you know, like a lot of people don't even want to start Facebook groups um, because they don't even want their yep. face picture. It's like, come on, <laughs> Yeah. we're in 2019. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't, you know, that's the reality. And if you're going to start a business or even if you're working on your personal brand, you have to have social media presence. It doesn't matter how established you are. And so you just need to, get over it. Like if you want to win in this business, you need to get over it. So it's just, yeah, I, I think the fear thing is really big. And I think people are still thinking, Oh, well, there's somebody else who's doing it or there's somebody else who, you know, can make more money or I will never get to where this brand is at. Uh, I mean, and in the beginning I was the same way. I used to look at brands who had 10,000 followers and like how I can't even concept. I, How do I get there? How do I make, how do I make that much money? And one of the, and here's another tip on strategy. If you can connect with someone who's already been successful in your niche, they will help you. Some of them will help you get to where they are or where they were. So there's this YouTuber called tactical toolbox. His name is Jonathan. And when I started off early I was pushing messages just sending out hundreds of messages hey this is my brand this is what I'm doing just wanna introduce myself and most people would ignore me or just reject me which is fine but this guy had about 9000 followers and he goes yeah sure send me your stuff i'll check it out i'll review it so i was like okay i sent it sent it to him and today he has like 124,000 followers wow and from my early on business with him still keeps giving to me because he put my products in a video from two years ago. And now it's just, I can't even describe it. When I see these, these um, funnels from YouTube, I'm like, I don't have a YouTube. It's all because of that one person. So It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Like you never know because you might connect with someone who may not be established. Um, but you never know where they're going to take you so and i think that's getting back to the importance of having a network where yeah. you don't know if sam's going to be a millionaire and help everybody like hey this is what i learned you don't know like you don't know it could it could happen so
1: yeah and no, it, and that's and that's exactly it, why that's exactly the reason why i wanted to start this network that's why i wanted to start the whole thing is because like, I, okay, so it all started basically where I would start, like, before I, I was into music heavy, right? Like, hip-hop music, I was making music, I was doing the whole nine, I was trying to be, like, this best, like, yep. the best rapper ever, you know what I'm saying? And what what happened was I started noticing, like, the Lil' Pumps, the Smoke Perps, the, like, the, yep. the Young Pinches, like, the, the Killies. Um, like, I started noticing all them before they blew up. And every time I saw them, I would look at their interviews and I would be like, okay, well, here's their music. Let me check out an interview because they were underground at that moment. And I was like, let me, let me look at their interviews. They would do, they would have like maybe one interview. And this is when Adam 22 was like nobody. And, um, and so basically, you know, he would have them on no jumper, which is a huge thing now. And, um, I would watch their interviews and I would listen to them and I'd be like, you know what? They're a lot more smart than we They are, you know what I'm saying? And so what happened was they started blowing up. So I was like, you know what? Like, I almost feel like I have this weird kind of not like knack, but I have like this weird thing where I I can like sense people's sort of potential and I can speak with them and, and, and at least kind of like be like, yo, like I see something in you. And just in case, I want to at least know that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. I, like I see something in you. I want to be a friend with you. I like, You know what I mean? I want to yeah. build you up, and, and I want to see where you go. And so, like, that's kind of yeah. what started the whole thing with the interviews because now I'm starting to see all the people that I've interviewed in the past, and I start to see what they're doing after a year. And I'm like, man, that's so cool to see, like, this person now has, like, like 15K followers, or this person is doing really well in this business, and this person's doing this, and this person's opening networking events and doing that and I'm like man yeah like you said you know you don't know who you can meet along the way that can help you out without you even having to ask yeah. like, like and, and and it's almost like becoming mutual friends and building relationships with people is so much more valuable in the long run because then it's like you can collaborate you can help each other out you like my following and my my network becomes your network and your following like it just it, it all kind of like comes together and I think a lot of the YouTubers do that as well and and with collaborations podcasters do it and like you said I I think I I could totally agree with it like if somebody has gotten to a place of success they're more than willing more more often than not willing to give you advice on that because they know how hard it is they're not like anybody who is is in a place of really good (laughs) success they're not going to sit there and be like well that's a bullshit idea that's stupid like they're more than likely to be like oh that's awesome how are you going to monetize that how are you gonna manifest it like what what are your thoughts what are your goals? like they don't shoot you down they actually ask you more questions and so you almost feel intimidated you're like oh shit I didn't even think that far into my concept yet uh
0: yeah, wow yeah that,
1: that that's that's honestly why like I love talking with you and speaking with different people and, and and just meeting people one-on-one and really like diving into like like how we dove into like your childhood and kind of talking about how you grew up and stuff, because I like to know that. Like I like to know what makes you tick because then if I know somebody who could use your expertise, I'm more than happy to be like, dude, I know somebody who actually does this for a living. Like he's probably more, yeah. than, more than happy to help you out. Like, so boom, there you go. And yeah, I've always and, kind of been that and, way.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like when you get to a point where you kind of figured it out, then you just start giving value. Like, Hey, if this can help you, like, this is what I did, go ahead and try to run for it, like whatever you can do. And for people who are looking to grow their business or whatever, what you need to try to do if you can, give out your product or your service for free. I know it's gonna sound crazy and I know a lot of people don't like to do that. Why would I do anything for free? Um, but once you establish yourself in your whatever community that you're in, you're gonna be able to take off a lot easier rather than this no-name person out of the blue, trying to offer something for an, a large amount of money rather than having some type of established groundwork. So if you are willing to just give it away for free, show people your worth, it'll all work out in the end. And then once you do get established, it's helping those other people out, because it's amazing. There's been people like, I have this college team. He also sells patches. Well, he supplies patches. And I'm the person behind him. So I supply him and then he supplies other people. Right. And it's just, it's just amazing. And like, he doesn't have any experience in art sales. anything. I'm just like, Hey, this is what I did. Go ahead, go ahead and try it. And now he's just crushing it. And it's unbelievable. Like, and now he's funneling more people back to me where he's like, Oh, this person, this person, this person. So you never know, like, but you have to be real about it. Like you can't, you can't just give this value out and be like, "Oh, I can't wait to get this money back. I can't <laughs> wait to get the, this business back," because it will not work. I promise you.
1: Yeah, you'll just you'll just get more discouraged than anything.
0: Yeah. Um, in, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh no, no, go ahead. I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you finish what you're gonna say, and then I'll, I'll ask my last questions.
0: Yeah, and I, I, we talked a little bit about the childhood, but I think it's important. Where where I come from, like, nobody made it. Like, nobody's successful. Nobody went to college. Nobody has this awesome career. I viewed success as what my mom was because she was the most successful person that I knew. She was making, like, $17 an hour, so that's what I thought was success. I was like, if I can make what she's doing, I'll be successful. And when you reach a level of success, it's important not to get comfortable where you're at because it's easy to say – I'm making $18 an hour. I'm super grateful. I'm thankful. And this is it. I'm going to stay where I'm at forever rather than keep going and reaching whatever potential it is. the same thing with business. You can, I just got offered a deal to sell my business a couple weeks ago and I had the meeting. I was like, yes, this is perfect. I'm going to sell it. I sat on it overnight and I was like, wait, if this person randomly was willing to buy my business, I'm undervaluing that means it's worth something much more than what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So there is no way I was going <laughs> to, I called him the next day. I was like, absolutely. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this. I can't do it. I can't,
1: um, it. I can't get rid of my wanted, baby. I just
0: wanted to make that point.
1: No. And I completely agree with nah, that as well. Nah. I, I, I,
0: Too I much work put in.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that as well. And that's funny because that, that's actually usually my, one of my last questions on here is, um, you know, what does success mean to you and what, kind of advice would you give to other people? Um, I guess you kind of answered that, but what, what is your idea of success now that you've, that you've kind of made um, a little bit more of a standing in, in, in what you want to do? And what advice would you give for people who haven't even started anything yet?
0: My, first, I want to get to the advice part. My advice to anyone who hasn't gotten started are two words, plan, execute. If you can do those things, you will be successful. I'm telling you, but you have to be good at both. You can't just talk about it. You have to be able to lay out a plan and a good idea is to write it down. And I know it sounds a little weird. I used to have a sticky note that I put on my computer screen at work that would remind me every single day. I would look at that sticky note. Oh, complete, complete this coursework or do this art or do whatever it is. I'll look at a sticky note every single day and be reminded, okay, I need to work on something. So, and if you can plan it and execute it, which is just as important as the planning. Um, so that's my piece of advice, very short, plan, execute. Can't stress that enough. Um, what do I think is, what do I determine is success? I don't know. You know, I don't put a monetary amount on it. I think if you can reach your goal, that's success. Like, if, it doesn't matter what, what it is, If you just plan something and you reach it, you're successful to me. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to be a millionaire. You can make $0, but if you actually thoroughly, you know, executed your plan, I think you're successful. So yeah, that's, that's what I would consider success.
1: Hell yeah, man! Well, I, I would say you're you are very successful then in the in that book. <laughs> <laughs> but I know no, you. you know, but now, but now I know you, no. and I know that, and I know that you're sitting there thinking, "Nope, I haven't even done enough."
0: <laughs> no, I have. I haven't even started, bro. Like you don't even know. I, so, I um I mentor the youth here. I, I volunteer at YDI to help the at-risk youth here in Albuquerque, and this like i just want to be like you like that's car right? that's and like that's what i want i'm like dude i'm not i don't even want none of this like <laughs> i i just like i'm not even close to where i want to be like i want to get to a point where this onyx is my baby forever like i don't have to do anything else i could just focus on my craft if yeah. i can get to a point where I don't have to worry about my day job. Like, this is everything that I can put my heart and soul into at 24 hours a day. That's when I'll be able to be like, yeah, okay, I feel good. But until I get there, I don't even consider myself successful. I mean, I've seen, I think most people will say that you've seen success, you make a little bit of money, you make connections, you're growing your business. Oh, yeah, you're successful. But to me, no, man, I haven't even scratched the surface in this book. (laughs) No, not at all.
1: Hell yeah, man. And that's why, you know, that's why you're going to go even farther. And that's why, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you got on the podcast. I'm glad you're part of the network because I can't wait to see like what, what comes of everything, man. I can't wait till you start to scratch the surface. Till you start to get in there and you start to, you know what I mean? You start to really, you know, uh, hit some milestones and you really, like you said, you start to, you know, develop this into something that you can do that you're fully passionate about, fully on board with and you're, and you're doing pretty much full time. So Um, if there's any way that, you know, I can help, please don't hesitate to let me know. And if there's, um, let everybody know right now where they can find you and where they can get a patch, where they can do everything, uh, where they can work with you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can follow my business account on Instagram at Onyx D-Y-N. So short for Onyx Dynamics. And uh, you can email me at maurice at onyxdynamics.com if you have any questions. We can connect on Facebook. I answer every single comment, every single message, so you won't get missed, I promise.
1: Awesome, man. Hell yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I I apologize about the connection and um, all this weird audio stuff, but we got it done. We got it in the books. Um, I'll let you know as soon as this podcast goes up. And um, hell yeah, man! I look forward to just growing the relationship with you, and, and just continuing to build, and, and and just continue to watch each other grow.
0: Yeah, and like you said, if you need anything from me, just let me know. I'm readily available to help.
1: Hell yeah, man! Good vibes, and we'll have to get together since you're since you're locally in the area. So yeah, <laughs> we'll have to- yeah, let's
0: chat. We can talk anytime. Let's uh, let's talk strategy. Let's talk business. I love talking that.
1: Dude, let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Maybe we even get a live podcast. Bye, man. On.
0: Hey, take care, bro. Yo, later, bro. Hey, we could do that. I'm, yeah, that's fine, too. All right, take care, bro.
1: <laughs> man, later. <laughs>